in the child that was adopted, his greatest ambition in life is to know who are his real parents. For some reason, he lost track of his parents and the parents lost track of the child. And as he came up to the age of understanding, seven, eight, nine, he's trying to work out who's his parents. Eventually, he gets to understand that his parents are somewhere in Australia, for example. His heartfelt desire is to go and see his parents. Whatever it is, and until he doesn't know his beginning, his parents, he will not feel normal. Something missing in my life. I'm not absolutely normal. I don't find the, the satisfaction and the fulfillment until I discover my parents. So the parents are just the conduit in the child coming onto this earth. They're the career. They're the conduit. They're the means for the child to come. The maker is Allah. The organs in us, the limbs, life is all the gift of Allah. Ta'ala. Parents couldn't make the limbs, couldn't make the organs, couldn't make you, couldn't give you life. The real life, the actual life, was the blessing of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and they were just the courier to bring you here. When there's such a great anxiety to discover your parents, so curious, so anxious, want to know exactly who's my parents, then you can. Well, imagine what would be the anxiety to know who's the maker, he's the courier, he's the means to bring you. And the person that forgets about that, he doesn't, not concern, it's not his concern, but who's the maker, then he'll be definitely abnormal. Like the child doesn't know his parents, he's totally abnormal. I feel there's something missing in my life. I don't know some important greed in my life. And I'm lost. And the day he found his parents, he feels now I'm found. I got satisfaction. I got fulfillment. I got a direction in my life. So exactly the same until he hasn't discovered his creator or he's deleted the very essence of a creator, then he is drowning in abnormalities. So he will be abnormal. He will go to Satanism. He may also go to atheism. He may become a socialist. He may become an algae. Why there's something definitely missing in his life that's making him feel abnormal. So when he's lost trace of the creator and he doesn't even have that anxiety, that curiosity to understand who was his creator, then he'll definitely be abnormal. His behavior will not be normal. So for the behavior to become normal, then we have to discover the creator and not only discover, but believe in him, understand who he is, understand his might, his glory, his power, his favors, his gift. You know the gift. You understand the favor, you understand his blessings and bounties, now you found your beginning. And when you found your beginning, now you can call yourself a normal person. Because you found and you trace what's your beginning like. Now like there is a beginning to life, then there is an end to life. If there is no end to life, then this life will be, be absolutely meaningless. When Isa had sent someone to extend da'wah to call people to Allah Ta'ala, and one line that was used, Why shouldn't I worship the one that made me, brought me about? He brought me, he made me, he gave me the limbs, he gave me the organs, he gave me, blessed me with life, understanding. So why can't I worship? Why can't I commit myself to him? And I have to go back to him. He brought me and my return is back to him. And until we don't know what's the end, what's the goal, you'll definitely feel a void in your life. You'll feel dissatisfied. You won't feel content. You won't feel a fulfillment. You won't feel a satisfaction. You're working in a company, but there's no promise of any reward. You know, no reward coming up. One year you work, two years you work, but absolutely no reward. No return. There's no goal. What's the purpose of working here? But there's no return. There's no appreciation. When there's no appreciation, why should I continue? So you feel that uneasiness. Why you feel that uneasiness? Because there is no goal here. 
an adult, any person, educated or uneducated, he wants to know what's the end. I'm going to work here, I'm going to start off this business here. What am I going to get out of it? I'm taking up this profession and what will this profession do for me? He wants to know that that's natural. There'll definitely be a void in his life that person will become totally abnormal. And therefore you're getting so many cases of abnormality today like we've never seen before. Because either they deleted the concept of the creator or they deleted the concept of an end of the hereafter, of the goal. The goal is the hereafter. The goal is the life after. That's the real goal. So some have totally deleted the understanding and the belief of the creator and others have totally deleted the aspect of an end. So there must be dissatisfaction, anxiety, worry, void. The result of it is that the psychiatric cases today is like never before. Because if there's a creator and there's an end, then there's a closure to any problem. Small problem or a big problem, but there's a closure. If there's an accident, someone died or is fatal, you will feel hurt, the pain, all right, whatever happened. But there's a closure and you think to yourself, well, this was a divine plan of Allah Ta'ala. You couldn't have avoided it. When it's a plan of Allah Ta'ala, you learn to, to come to terms with it. And also, apart from coming to terms with it, you will understand that when it's a difficulty, I'll get, I'll get a reward for it. If I lost a child or some tragedy, some calamity to the business, Allah Ta'ala is there for me. And Allah will reward me for this. So then there's a closure to the problem. But when there isn't a creator, there isn't a beginning, there isn't an end, then I ask you, can there be any closure? There's no closure to any problem. No problem. You can't find a closure to it. So there must be that feeling of anxiety, worry, uneasiness, anxiety, depression. Then you have to run to a psychiatrist, anti-depression. And he'll just up the doses. Take one tablet, take two tablets, take three tablets, then what? You become a cabbage after that. So the, the actual way is to try and trace where you came from and where you are going to. If you found that, then you found the meaning of life. If you found that to the extent that you relate to these two things, will be the satisfaction, the happiness, the fulfillment, and the answer to life. We'll have an answer to life. There'll be fulfillment, there is satisfaction. There is a meaning to life. And without this, there's no meaning. You're just going in circles. Going in circles, you don't know where you came from. And where you're heading towards, you don't know it. So to the extent that you believe that there is a thing like life after death, you'll find the happiness, the fulfillment, satisfaction. If someone has lost his father, I said, all right, I lost my father. But we're all going in the direction, inshallah, one day we'll sit all together and enjoy ourselves. Facing each other, father, son, family, children, friends, sitting each other, enjoying themselves, and their attendants that are attending to them, their food, their drink, thing of satisfaction, everything for the eye to be delight, everything for the eye to marvel, everything, anything and everything, just for the delight and the marveling of the eye. And then, nothing, that will, you don't even hear anything that is distressing, painful, hurtful, like here, someone is in Disneyland, right, the place of his dreams, he's enjoying himself in the submarines and all that, he's doing everything and with the fish and all that. And the heat of his excitement, he hears that his mother passed away. What happens to the person? He was at the, at the heat of his excitement, the thrill, the pleasure, and phone came that no, mother passed away. 
what happens to the excitement? Everything is gone. So this is the, this world that we're living in, that you won't find the full satisfaction here. The full satisfaction is in that realm. You won't even hear anything that is distressing, distressing, painful, hurtful, nothing, absolutely nothing. But now, when we understand that there is an end, so there is a beginning, that I'll do this, and this is the return. I will, I will restrain from this, this is the reward I'm going to get. I'm going to guard my eyes, I'm going to look at wrong, this is how I'm going to be rewarded. I misuse my tongue, this is how I'm going to be punished. So there is a meaning to life. You're coming, fulfilling the hours in the shop, in the business, you're working, you're diligent, and you're going to be rewarded accordingly, you're getting the perks, you're getting the advantages. And if you're not performing like it's expected, then there is a cut in the salary as well. So you know there is a good, and there's the other side of it as well. I work well, I'll be diligent, I'll be honest, I'll be committed to the work, I'll be rewarded accordingly. If I'm failing and neglecting my duties, then I'm also going to be failing to see the returns of my expectations. I won't see that. So now, the question now is, this then how do we become eligible to that reward? So, understand it from this one verse of the Quran, Shari, Shaitan, when he was thrown out. He says, Until, you threw me off the, off the cause, you threw me off the path. These mistakes, but he doesn't want to acknowledge the mistake. Now that's the problem in this day. All are following the caravan of shaitan. Shaitan didn't acknowledge. But he says, Bima you threw me off the cause. He did not say no, that pride had the bit over me and I didn't want to bow down. He didn't say that. He said, no, you threw me off the path. So because of you throwing me, these were the people because of whom I was thrown out. So I'll see to it that I will throw them out also. So that I can't be burning in Jahannam all myself. They must also join up with me. So see that, that jealousy. Hasadam min indi and pusi. That jealousy got the bigger, better of him. And then he says the last, the closing line of shaitan is Wala tajidu aksarahum shakiri. Allah Ta'ala, you can take it from me. That they won't be appreciative, they won't be thankful, they won't be grateful. So this is the button that shaitan is going to use to mislead. The button that he uses to mislead is not showing gratitude, appreciation. From the small favors to the big directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, favors that we enjoy, enjoy through people. Like a lot of favors we enjoy through our elders, our fathers, our parents, etc. A lot of favors we enjoy. They are the maker, but this is the conduit, this is how it comes to us. So because it came to us through them, therefore we respect them. Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, it's through them that we're getting our jannah. These were the means that, that were in place, that brought us the iman, brought us the guidance, made us eligible to jannah. So life will appreciate the creator, will appreciate the one that brought it to us, the messenger, the rasul, so we'll respect him as well. Then this respect and gratitude is not something that you learn, that, that you will that you will invent of your own. You will learn how to show the gratitude. If everybody is left to everybody, that you will show the appreciation of your choice. Then there will be a mishap. Because each person's brain works differently, diverse. In the sa'yakum lashatta. Your whole effort endeavor is in opposite directions. You will think in one way, the other person is thinking in a different way. Every person is thinking diverse. So the right way is what Allah Ta'ala says. There can't be any mistake in that. What you, you say, your brain or your mind says, there may be a fault in that. You know, we have food lovers. So you have money lovers as well. You don't only have food lovers, you have money lovers. Money is too great. Money is in the heart. 
something went, the respect went, is all right, money must go. So one person, Sheikh Saadi a very, very experienced person, traveled extensively, Laba gave him an age 120, years. He came across a person, money lover. You get food lover, you got a money lover. So he came across this money lover and he's crying profusely, he's crying, wailing, raving and ranting, crying away. What happened? Why are you crying like this? So miserable. Why? What happened to you? So he says, see, my, da- my dog died, you see. All right. You got a basket. And I want to know what is the basket and I want to know how the dog died. What happened? You know, the thing died of starvation. No food, nothing. But it died. But what you got in the, on the, in the basket? There was some meat parcels. There was some bread, etc. So why didn't you pass on the meat, some little bit of meat, to save the life of this creature? You know, I calculated the whole thing. It was cheaper for me to cry. Let it die, but it's cheaper for me to cry, you see. I have to give the pass on the meat, the bread, etc. It will cost me something. I calculated the whole thing. I did the maths. I found it's cheaper to cry, so I went that way. See, what I'm getting at is that reasoning can be diverse. He's going in one direction. Another person is going in a different direction. And everybody has got something to support his behavior. He's, he's showing his, uh, his sympathy or his attachment to the dog, its loyalty, etc., for its service. But I ask you, any person that is normal, I ask you, is this the way that he must show gratitude to that animal? Is that the way? The gratitude requires that there is a certain way follow the procedure. Now, no, we don't want to learn that. What is the procedure of showing gratitude at which occasion, at which person, at which time? Now, that is all our deen about. Now, 32 Aksar learn how to show gratitude to a place, to a person, to a time, Ramadan, what gratitude we should be supposed to be showing. Allah Pak blessed us with limbs, eyes. What would be our position if we are born blind? Then what? Born blind, you can't see. Opticians say you can't get, you can't restore your sight. What would I, Allah Pak created you, but, but you don't have brains. Uh, some deformity, mental deformity. Is what a de- deformity, you can't think, mentally challenged. What would, what would uh, be our position? So these faculties, these blessings, these bounties of Allah Ta'ala, one is we acknowledge that these are the favors of Allah Ta'ala. Then secondly, then how do we show the appreciation for these different favors that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us? Allah Ta'ala has blessed us. الحمد لله القائل والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك أصحاب الجنة هم فيها قالدون فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين
وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيث ما كنت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأستقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن وال الحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لا لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين 
إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الديك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رحمتك يا رحمة الرحيم